0: Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, now in Technicolor. <laughs> it's, it's a show where we take our favorite properties and we reboot them before Hollywood can. It's like re- a fan fiction or something. This is going to be a weird episode because Tanner pulled a back muscle. Oh no! So I've got an ice pack wedge between myself and the chair. That's not good. So it's a good thing that even though I'm technically hosting this week, this is a topic that you are e- e- uh, equally fixated on. <laughs> yes. Anyways, oh, and and I'm Tanner They Them. That's Lindsay, I'm... she, her. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> love how we're just slowly throwing out the formula. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, there's no rules. We've, um, As my mum mentioned at one point, we've entered the purge.
1: Okay, yeah. To which I
0: said, Mum, I don't think you know what the purge is about.
1: Yeah, that's true. We're, we're not there
0: yet. Anyways, this week we're talking about Jessica Alba. No. This week we're talking about Cyber Six. Woo! So, there's a place called Argentina in South America, and in a lot of fiction it's notorious for a whole bunch of Nazis fleeing to live there after the Second World War ended. Lindsay, yeah. how much truth is there in that? A bit. Okay.
1: Like, some big names ended up there, and it didn't help that the Perons kind of flirted with fascism for a bit, but a lot of a lot of them ended up down there more because of the Catholic Church than anything.
0: What, what, what did the Catholic Church do? Well, there were some pro-fascist
1: Catholic priests who, you know, helped Nazis get out of Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah, those were the ones who weren't scooped up by the Americans in Project Paper Club.
0: Okay. <laughs> So there were Nazis in Argentina, and apparently this is a big enough thing that the Argentinians themselves, at least one of them, was like, hey, you could write a comic book about this a little bit. So, Carlos Trillo wrote a comic book, it was drawn by Carlos Maglia, and together they created the comic book called Cyber Six. And Cyber Six is about an artificial human woman created by the escaped Nazi Dr. Von Reichter he created 5,000 artificial humans in the Cyber Series, and then when they all happened to rebel at the same time, he managed to kill 4,999 of them, but one escaped, and that was number six. So Cyber Six escapes to the city of Meridiana, and she disguises herself as a male school teacher named Adrian Seidelman uh, during the day, and then by night she dons a big hat and a trench coat And some Trinity from the Matrix leather pants. I'm pretty sure she predates Trinity. Trinity was probably inspired by Cyber Six. I'm pretty sure the Wachowskis found Cyber Six and they were like, Hey, what if this was us? Yes. The Wachowskis are Cyber Six.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, she fights crime and also uh, Nazi genetic engineering because von Reichter followed her there along with his cloned child. Was Hosea a clone?
1: I think Jose was a clone.
0: Yeah, when in doubt, they're probably a clone. Yeah. Anyway, Cyber Six is aided in her adventures by the, her co-worker slash love interest Lucas, who simultaneously has a crush on her male persona and her feminine persona, and he's none the wiser, unless he is. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't realize he is.
1: Oh, it's it's so so adorable <laughs> in a
0: way. Lucas Amato is able to do what Disney wouldn't let Li Shang do. Yes. Then there's also um, Julian, who's an adorable street urchin. Lori, who's a profoundly horny high school student. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's like, we get it. The hormones are raging, but like... They toned it down in the cartoon, but in the comic, apparently there's a scene where she's like, Happy Valentine's Day, Mr. Seidelman. Would you like me to give you a blowjob in the supply closet? Oh, God. And Adrian says, No, thank you. I am ten years older than you, also not real. <laughs> and also there's Data 7. And Data 7 was Cyber 29, but then Cyber 29 died. And then Von Reichter was like, What have I put your brain inside a panther? Okay. <laughs> So now Cyber Six has a fun panther brother. Yes. Who's usually very cool, except when he gets engaged in slapstick. Mm Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's the comic. And then they made a show, and they were like, what if we got rid of some of the incredible horniness and the more overt Nazism, but we kept the subtle horniness and also the subtle Nazism. Also all the queer theory. Yes. Actually, what if we kept more queer theory? Also, what if we got rid of Cyber Six's Madonna whore complex? Yeah, in in the comic. Okay, I was I was checking up on some stuff from the comic. So apparently, most of her scenes in the comic, if she's just standing in her like her own apartment, she's completely naked. Just it's a pussy out kind of evening. Okay. And she ha but she has drawers upon drawers full of frilly lingerie. But also, mm-hmm. she's a virgin because she feels it's immoral for her to have sex because she's an artificially created human.
1: Ah. Uh
0: and when the when the cartoon creators got a hold of this, they were like, "Hey, what if we said no? Good idea, cartoon people. What if Cyber Six has just no complexes about this whatsoever, and she just gets to have a happy normal life aside from you know the crime fighting and the fighting of the Nazis and all that what?
1: yeah, just yeah, she just gotta once in a while do a vampire thing.
0: She does have to once in a while do a vampire to suck genetic engineering juice. Out of the yeah. Frankensteinian mooks that Von Reichte sends after her.
1: Yeah, the Technos.
0: Sometimes also referred to as the Fixed Ideas. Which I, I like that better just because the tech, they're not very Techno-y. They're just Frankenstein boys. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. A horde of identical Frankenstein boys. Also, apparently... So yeah, Sarah started as a comic. The comic has, I don't think, ever been localized ever.
1: That might be for the better.
0: Yeah. Um, and it got the cartoon in 1999, but in 1995 it did get a live-action series in Argentina. Oh, okay. And it looks like a bad Power Rangers. Ah. Uh, but well, Richter has an obviously fake mustache. Oh, no. He doesn't even have a mustache in the source material, but they gave him one anyways. Okay, then. So, here's my pitch for Cyber 6 Reboot. First off, this is live action
1: yeah
0: like this is one of those where like the animation was so good I almost don't want to mess with it yeah I'd rather go into a separate medium so that we're not um, mucking with a good thing mm-hmm. second of all um, n- not on Netflix not on it's not a streaming service. I want this to be a cable program okay it just you okay so you watch stranger things. And you're like, wow, this special effects, they look really good because they have like a movie budget for every episode because Netflix is throwing all their money at this show. that's yeah. great. But then if you watch something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's <laughs> like, you know, these special effects are actually decent considering all the money that they don't get to use on any of their special effects. That's yeah. the kind of je ne sais quoi that I want Cyber 6 to have. I want to have cable TV level special effects <laughs> that they're not perfect but they're charming.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Data 7 will essentially be a large Salem animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> um What else? What else did I have? Um oh yeah, in a per- okay, so in a perfect world, Cyber Six would be played by Ruby Rose. Yeah. But Ruby Rose is already playing Batwoman, and yeah. that's it's like it's almost redundant. That's true. Um, I don't know, may- maybe there'll be a Halloween episode of Vet Woman where she dresses as Cyber Six. I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, that's... But here's the great thing, is that Cyber Six is, um... A pe- I, I would say nationality, but she's essentially a clone. The- she's a meat robot. Uh, she's a flesh voltron. Um, <laughs> which means that, like, she can be basically appearing as any ethnicity. And you're gonna say, but Tanner... Uh, she was created by Nazis, so wouldn't the Nazi want all of the minions to be Aryan? And I'd say no, because he probably would really get off on creating his own homegrown, quote-unquote, non-Aryan races, to, to serve him. I could not- I could not find any slaves, so I grew my own. Yeah, the ultimate- Nazis are terrible. But on the upside, it means that we can cast any non-binary person to play Cyber Six. Mm-hmm. As long as they're the right body type. All lag.
1: Yeah, very laggy.
0: Are you non-binary, big, laggy, and you can do a flip?
1: <laughs> can you fight ten people twice your size? Yeah.
0: While, while wearing a trench coat?
1: Yeah. Wearing a big hat? Dear God, there might be a... There might be some, like, unknown wrestlers out there who could fit the bill.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sammy Guevara is not non-binary, but I feel like he should be in the show just on principle. Yeah. (laughs) Guess what, everyone? I now know two wrestlers! Oh, no, I guess I know three. I think I know four wrestlers. Uh, Our friends are slowly turning us into wrestling fans. I know Orange Cassidy, I know Sammy Guevara, I know Nyla Rose, and I know Becky Lynch. Those are the only, those are four good wrestlers. I hesitate to say only, because apparently last night there was a man who learned how to teleport. I don't know his name, but he's in this too. Also, there's a dinosaur. Yeah. (laughs) There was a dinosaur who got his start on Big Brother. Oh my god. (laughs) He was, yeah, he was a Big Brother contestant. I don't know if he was a professional wrestler before or after Big Brother. Okay. I'm just glad that, because, yo, okay. If if you were on Big Brother, you could show up and your gimmick could be I was on Big Brother, but this guy shows up to the wrestle the wrestle auditions, to Wrestling Idol.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're like, Oh, what are you gonna do for us today? And he says, I'm going to be a dinosaur. Rr.
1: <laughs> uh Brian's been retweeting uh stuff from Chris Jericho. Apparently he's been yelling at robots. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh oh so so the the dinosaur so lucha hang on pause pause for pain (laughs) okay so luchasaurus he's the dinosaur so his uh tag team partner is jungle boy (laughs) but jungle boy his his legal name is jack perry and he's the son of luke perry oh when through the transit of property, that means it's only, there's only, at some point, KJ Appa's gonna be wrestle, Yeah. Except he'll wrestle as Archie Andrews. <laughs> there was already an arc in season two about this, or maybe it was season three. KJ Appa shows up with his red hair and his Riverdale High singlet. Yeah. And he's gonna wrestle a fucking, I don't know, hang on, let me spin the wheel. And he's gonna wrestle Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, because uh he also wrestles. <laughs> so
1: yeah, it's only natural that we're going to cast wrestlers in this.
0: Oliver series. Queen died for our sins and then got reincarnated as a wrestler. Okay, <laughs> which wrestler is this? <laughs> he's he's oh oh god! I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, Stephen Amell. He doesn't have a special ring name, but no, it was like, um, he got in, in a, in a, in the, within the Fabe, he got offended at something that Cody Rhodes did in a wrestling <laughs> match. And so he just started wrestling Cody Rhodes and then they're like, now we have to have an ultimate wrestling rematch.
1: And oh they did.
0: God. And I guess uh, Stephen Amell is now part of the Bullet Club. I think they're the people on Ryan's yeah. hat. <laughs>
1: He joined uh, the Bullet Club and later the Elite.
0: Yeah, which, and I think the Elite are separate from all Elite wrestling. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> understand wrestling. Me neither. <laughs> but what I so- do know is that Cody Rhodes later appeared on an episode of Arrow and became the supervillain Stardust because his wrestle name used to be Stardust. Oh, yeah! Wrestling is like superheroes. Yeah, it is. It's dumb. So so the point being that the Wachowski sisters are going to direct a Wrestlemania and that will be the backdoor <laughs> pilot for Cyber Six.
1: <laughs> I mean, wrestling is popular in South America. This
0: is true. <laughs> Before before the series proper began, uh, Cyber 6 moonlighted as a luchador wrestler. Oh god, can we have a cameo from El Santo? Yes. <laughs> Look guys, I know six wrestlers now.
1: <laughs>
0: They're sucking us in. We were talking... Okay, Lindsay, please, please discuss ideas for Cyber 6 before I... I die? I melt into ooze. <laughs> you will survive. It's only a pulled back muscle. Um <laughs> I didn't even take painkillers, I took one Tylenol.
1: Here I was thinking that you were on like ibuprofen.
0: Lindsay, it's your turn. I'm tagging you in. Fuck. I'm I'm Lutrasaurus and you're jungle boy, and now it's your duty. <laughs> Why am I, jungle boy? Um, <laughs> I can be jungle person. I'm the jungle um, entity.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm trying to remember shit from Cyber 6. I have been busy with work. At least trying to God. be busy.
0: Um, We're giving the Mighty Ducks episode a run for its money. Oh, fuck.
1: I, I think we went into a different dimension for that one, too. Yeah. Let's see, they did a whole adaptational attractiveness for the characters. Because, okay, yeah, yeah, I totally get that.
0: Yo, okay, hang on, I'm sorry. TV Tropes noted that the pairing of CyberSix slash Adrian and Lucas is Ugly Guy Hot Wife. Fuck you, TV Tropes, Lucas is daddy as fuck.
1: Yeah. He would be the teacher who got all the awkward percrushes crushes. crushes. Yeah. Because, like, what was his class? I think he taught science?
0: Yeah, he did, because I remember there was an episode here showing them how liquid nitrogen worked.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Adrian Sebersex taught English.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Which is another horny class, apparently.
0: <laughs> this well, is the Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, as soon as you break out the poetry and the Shakespeare, that's when uh, all the everybody goes... Woo, apparently. Not us! Not us! Not us Canadian kids! No, no. I distinctly remember the units where we did Oedipus Rex, followed by Hamlet. And we were watching the Mel Gibson movie that featured Glenn Close as Gertrude and basically Mel Gibson as Hamlet dry
0: humps Gertrude. Yeah. Well listen, he had just killed Polonius, and yeah. so
1: <laughs> some
0: people develop edible complexes to cope. <laughs> that was the, that was the worst combo.
1: I I can't watch shit with Mel Gibson in it anymore. Aside from being an awful human being, it's just
0: Yeah, there's a there's a whole plethora of reasons to not watch Mel Gibson stuff. Yeah. Except maybe a Mad Max, but honestly, you can just watch Fury Road.
1: Yeah. But yeah, we got that, and then we got inundated with Sinclair Ross! Yeah. <sighs> just painting that
0: door. Before the WWF, um, the Ultimate Warrior was known as the Dingo Warrior.
1: <laughs> huh. That might explain something. I don't know what, but it might explain something.
0: <laughs> explains nothing. Can me please talk about Cyber 6? I'm sorry, this is my fault. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Um, oh, I know a good way to cool off Laurie during English class. Start reading Sinclair Ross.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing sexy about his writing. Laurie, <laughs> I'm assigning you to write an eight-page essay <laughs> on all the metaphors present in The Painted Door. But, Mr. Seidelman, this is literally the most boring story I've ever read. red, red, red. red yeah. Well, you know, what, Laurie, clearly you don't have any grasp on language, so yeah, this is... And I'm your teacher, so why can't just throw a bucket of ice water at your head to make you stop being so extra? Laurie, <laughs> as your teacher, I'm concerned for you, for your mental well-being... Now that I think about it, I think Lori should be played by... Oh, who's the chick
1: who plays Cheryl on Riverdale? Yes,
0: that's (laughs) true, because she is very much redhead. Yeah. Oh, shit, and you know what? (laughs) Cheryl's personality would be a lot better for this, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, Riverdale has just swan-dived... Well, it's always been an extra, but, like, apparently... uh, Jughead, one of Jughead's teachers just like, out of the blue, jumped out of a window.
0: That's news to me. <laughs> yeah. Madeline Petch is the actress yes. who plays her. Yes. She would make a perfect glory. Okay,
1: tonally, my first instinct is to go with like a Jessica uh, Alba? Jessica Rabbit? Jones Oh, five. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Jones 5 for the TV series. I was thinking. Yeah. Now, there isn't going to be a lot of mystery about cyber identity and what the bad guy is. And do think you really need to flesh out a Nazi's desires. It's really just world conquest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get two flavors of Nazi in both von, what was it, von Reicher?
1: Von Richter. Von Rechter. Richter.
0: Von Reichter and Jose, we get two different flavors. Von Reichter wants to destroy the world, Jose just wants to rule the world. Jose actually splits off from Von Reichter in the finale, because he's like, I don't want to destroy the city, I just want to rule it and all its inhabitants with an iron fist, and I can't do that if everyone's dead! Well, at least he's got good priorities when it comes to, you know, not destroying the world. Yeah. Also, um... In the comic this kid is an extremely horny 6-year-old.
1: Yeah, we're not doing that. No.
0: Well, that is fucking gross. I was thinking in the show he can be like 15. Okay. Played by probably a 19-year-old, but yeah. I I actually don't mind that level of um I guess horniness is the best way to say it. I don't mind that level of horniness in a villain just because he's supposed to be a scumbag. Yeah. Like we can take that and we can portray it as terrifying and the fact that this is like the character is still a kid, yeah. and this is the environment he's been raised in—that he this just totally normalized for him. Yeah, that's that's monstrous. Just in case the Nazism wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, and it's not like teenagers aren't horny on main.
0: Well, I mean, this is a different kind, though.
1: Yeah, or maybe it isn't even horny on main for teenagers. It's just like there's not a lot going on in your life, so you get into relationships for
0: something to do. Yeah, I think a lot of teenagers are more romantically horny than anything else. Yeah. That's why Glee is the way it is. <laughs> Thank God I never got into Glee. <laughs> I don't think you're it's physically possible for you to get into Glee. No. But the whole show is just the antithesis of anything you're interested in. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, I think I think the re- you wouldn't like Glee because it's not necessarily dramatic enough. Like it's fucking dramatic, but not like River or Glee walked so that Riverdale could run, and yeah. you liked how Riverdale was just off the wall.
1: Yeah, I I think the thing with Riverdale is that they were allowed to just like do whatever. Yeah, and I think they had they had enough ambition to be like, we want to be like teenage Twin Peaks, but we'll settle for pure soap opera.
0: Yeah, the Riverdale is allowed to be completely out to lunch. Glee, like, only had, like, a foot out the door by the time it ended. Yeah. Cyber 6.
1: Cyber 6. Cyber 6. Cyber (laughs) 6. Because the plot is pretty simple when all things considered. It's, like, uh... It isn't really villain of the week.
0: Well, yeah, it's monster of the week. Yeah, it's monster of the week. Von Reichter has created a new artificially created being to destroy things in the city of Meridiana.
1: Yeah, like, I think when you're (laughs) doing something like that, the The important thing is more like character development and making the mystery surrounding what the Monster of the Week is and how to defeat it interesting.
0: Yeah, like the Monsters of the Week, they're almost played out as... So, hang on, how do I phrase this? Pacing-wise, they're kind of portrayed like horror monsters, even though they're not necessarily horrifying. It's just that the mystery behind them and the suspense and trying to find out what they are and how to fight them, that's where things
1: get interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's sort of like how your typical detective series or a police procedural keeps an audience. It's like um, figuring out ways of making the story or making the mystery itself interesting. Yeah. That's why why elementary works so well.
0: Exactly. Here's another thing. Um, in the backstory, it mentions that there were 5,000 Cybers initially, and then they were all destroyed except for Cyber 6 and uh, Data 7. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to reduce that number just because 5,000 seems like a lot.
1: Yeah, that is a really unwieldy number.
0: Like, bringing it down to like 500 or even 100.
1: Yeah. Almost like, uh... Remember, <laughs> remember the Stitch TV series? Yes. Yeah, so for those of you who don't remember, that entire plot was, well, Stitch is experiment, uh, what was he? He's
0: 626.
1: So there's 625 other experiments out there. So it was all about um, capturing them. I would imagine that our mad scientists had some... Um, Stuff that didn't end as uh, he- experiments that didn't end that well. Yeah. But, just because it didn't end the way that you wanted to, them to, doesn't mean that there isn't an opportunity to create
0: something else. And mm-hmm. the various like that's, monsters. That's pretty much what happened with Data 7. Yeah. Because was like, well, I have the- I killed the body, but the brain is still perfectly good. Let's put it inside this panther that I conveniently found. Mm-hmm. And then brainwashed, but then Cyber 6 breaks through and is like, Data 7, you're my brother! And Data Seven's like, all right, I am. Meow.
1: <laughs> there are some advantages to being cat.
0: Yes, everybody wants to be a cat. So here's the thing, though, is that I don't want to rely too much on Renew, Reuse, Recycle Yeah. <laughs> for Fun Rector's Monsters. Yeah. Because remember when I, uh, in my haze at the beginning, I mentioned Jessica Alba? <laughs> Yes. So there is a series on, I think it was Fox, called Dark Angel. And it was about Jessica Alba, who is an artificially created human of a set of about a thousand artificially created humans who had to be out in the world and find her, like, lost siblings and okay. go against the Megacorp that created them. And, uh, what were their names again? Trillo and Meglia actually brought a lawsuit against the producers of the show Dark Angel. Okay. Because they said it was way too similar to Cyber 6, and they were accusing them of ripping stuff off. And hey, this was created by James Cameron. Oh. James Cameron made a television show? Because, like, I don't
1: remember if he was involved with the Terminator TV series.
0: He's probably a producer just because he's required to. Oh, no, he created the characters. Oh. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah, he did, because they already exists in the Terminator franchise, so technically he's created... So it would be, like, the note in the credits where it's, like, based on characters created by James Cameron. Okay. Most of it is just him playing himself in, like, docudramas. He yeah. also appeared on Entourage for four episodes. Okay. And he appeared in the series finale of Mad About You. Huh. Why?
1: <laughs> because he's James Cameron and has way too much money? No, this is a show from
0: 1998.
1: He would still have a lot of money in clout because that's just Wait, coming off was of Titanic. Wait, a
0: 2019 revival? Why? How did I not even hear about this? What's happening? I'm... <sighs> Hang on. Okay, so in the season six finale of Mad About You, Paul's latest project is the making of the making of Titanic, and so that's why James Cameron is there. Also, he accidentally causes the caterer, played by Elodin DeGeneres, to be, uh, to be fired on set, but then he hires her as a nanny. Huh. This episode's title was previously used at the end of Season 4, although it is a different episode. TV's... Helen Hunt was in this. TV is bizarre. Especially in the 90s. There were no rules in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we got Cyber 6. That's true. They're because,
1: like... Like, <laughs> like, people have talked about the whole... Shit about like Sailor Moon characters and how those are heavily censored, and then like Cyber Six comes along. I guess they were trying, they were playing the sweet Polly Oliver. Oh, yeah, she identifies as a woman. It's just like for her cover, she's a male teacher, but like it's pretty clear that Lucas is attracted to both Adrian and Cyber Six.
0: Yeah. He sees them as a singular being, and Cyber-6 is blatantly gender-fluid. Yeah. Also, here, here um, there is some fu- one fun part of the comic where, in order to keep the identity secret from Lucas, in their Adrian persona, they imply that they have a relationship with Cyber-6. Oh, God. So now Lucas is jealous of both of them simultaneously, but doesn't realize they're the same person? <laughs> And Lee Shang had it easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did okay in the in the thirteen episodes of the cartoon that were produced. Do you remember Lucas ever finding out that Cyber Six and Adrian were the same?
1: My mind said he did by the end, but my memories are like drawing a blank.
0: Yeah, because like it, that the thirteen episodes they did intend to make more. Yeah. And the, but then they lost their budget to guess who. Do you know who they lost their budget to? Monster Rancher? No, no, that was that would be a different time period. I think. Oh. Remember, this is this is Teletoon in the late nineties.
1: Oh, uh, something stupid.
0: Mega Babies. Fucking Christ. Mega Babies has committed so many crimes.
1: <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about Mega Babies at some point.
0: The Mega Babies Postmortem Special. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, <laughs> that was basically the story of Cyber Six. Ah, uh, the Canadian cartoon, the Canadian Channel Teletoon, or no? What was it? A Canadian cartoon company bought the rights to wear an Argentinian comic book, and then passed animation duties off to a Japanese company. Yeah. Uh, and then it aired on Teletoon in Canada. They're like, yeah, we can we can have a show about a gender fluid superhero fighting Nazis. We'll just put it
1: on the. It was usually like six o'clock in the evening too.
0: Yeah, it was it was earlier than your other standard late shows. I mean, if you wanted to watch Inuyasha on Canadian television, you had to stay up until like one. Yeah. But you could watch Cyber Six at dinner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if your parents allowed that,
0: my family it was the news. For my family, it was I think at a certain point it just became Survivor. Yeah, that too. Survivor and The Amazing Race. Yeah. Anyways, can we think of anything else to say about Cyber Six? Oh God. Because like the problem is Cyber Six is so straightforward. Yeah, we don't really need to do much to change it. Like I think the only actual change we made was aging up Jose so that he's creepy in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a good show and it deserved more. It yeah. deserves honestly. We're rebooting the comic more than we're rebooting the cartoon. The cartoon was like the good the good version of Cyber yeah. Six.
1: Yeah, we're just like giving it extra se- the extra seasons it didn't get yeah because like okay spoilers for the uh animated series if you have not seen it um i'm speaking to the audience um at the end cyber six supposedly dies like that's a perfect cliffhanger to end your season one on if you kn- know for a fact you you are getting a season two yeah because then you can just bring her back
0: yeah she's a superhero she did a backflip she's fine Yeah. <laughs> It's called Superheroes. Don't think about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a certain amount of just go with it logic when it comes to superheroes. (laughs) Basically, what we're just trying to do is like maybe come up with a a season two, because season one was Monster of the Week, Defeat Von Rector, Cyber 6, might have done it? Maybe not? I don't know. Good cliffhanger to end on?
0: Well, then I think the um, the obvious next step for season two would be that Jose's the big bad now. Yeah. Because von Reichter also super died at the end of that season. Yeah. Like, he got torn apart by his own creations. It was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. We kill him hard. We're not bringing him back. <laughs> well, we might be able to bring him back. He is a guy who does, hey, let's do clones all the time. Yeah. So there oh can definitely God. be a season where we have clone von Reichter.
1: Okay. Just, how about this? Clone Von Reichter is not like (laughs)
0: Doombots. Yes, that's true. We can only do Clone Von Reichter once. Yeah. (laughs) Because I
1: imagine growing a full clone is hard.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, season two would be Jose. And it's like, I'm the crime boss now. I shall rule Buenos Aires. I mean, whatever the city's called. Meridiana. Meridiana.
1: It's Buenos Aires.
0: Hello, Buenos Aires.
1: <laughs> okay, the setting. Let's just make it Argentina. There's almost like nothing in the English-speaking world that is set in Argentina that doesn't involve either Evita or uh, Nazis. So why don't we have a superhero series set in Argentina?
0: Argentina is just a little bit more neo-noir.
1: Yeah. And like Buenos Aires has a really nice aesthetic. They have to have some sort of tax credit thing. Or it's like, please, come
0: film down here. Probably. Everyone has a tax credit if you look at the right people. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, I feel like the big through line through... Like, if the show got multiple seasons, the big through line wouldn't necessarily be defeating the villains. It would be the relationship between Cyber 6 and Lucas and Adrian. Yeah. If you look at the show from one angle, it's like a neo-noir techno-thriller. Yeah, But if you look at it from the other angle, it's almost like a gothic romance.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cyber Six has a big hat and wears all black.
0: And is a little bit vampire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in the distance, Total Eclipse the Heart starts playing.
0: <laughs> um, it, it should be noted that she only drinks the... The clone juice directly from the the henchmen mooks and the experiments. She only drinks it directly from them in the comics. Because in the show, she like when she kills uh like a hench person, they just fade away and leave a pile of clothes and a vial of the clone juice for her to drink. And it's like a video game power up. It's kind of silly. Yeah, that's what i was thinking. <laughs> in in the show, she will definitely like in our show, she definitely does a vampire. Yeah, I drink I drink your blood. Yes. It's full of vitamins.
1: Maybe she does carry a couple vials with her like just in case. Get some extra. Put it in the fridge.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, like that makes sense. But it would be weird if like she kills the monster of the week and it does like dissolves into mist and then like at its core was just a corked vial. Yeah. That's just weird. <laughs> it's it's the equivalent of <laughs> It would be the equivalent Of if in a war movie someone kills a Nazi soldier and then they like turn into mist, and then the American soldier picks up the ball of Coca Cola that was left behind in their (laughs) remains. Or like there was just
1: those random medical packs that seem to be everywhere that you can just run through. But
0: okay, (laughs) but they didn't like appear after you killed someone and they dissolved into mist. Yeah. Like, at most you could say you looted it from them, but you were not, like, obtaining it from the core of their being. Yeah. There was also a werewolf episode where one of the monsters of the week was a werewolf lady who seduced Lucas, Ooh. and then Lucas turned into a werewolf. So, mark me down as scared and horny.
1: Yeah. Hell, <laughs> we'll have Lucas say that line Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, just because we mentioned it early on, but I feel like the Wachowski should, if not direct, at the very least, produce this show. Yes. Get those sisters in here. Mm-hmm. They'd love it. Now, okay, if the Wachowskis sisters were making the Cyber 6 reboot, then it would end up on Netflix. Yeah. But that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for their involvement.
1: hmm Yeah, if anything, I find... My main criticism for the Wachowskis sisters' writing is that it seems like they have like great concepts, Great beginning, great ending. The middle part is kind of their weakest part.
0: I mean, I don't think I've seen enough of their stuff. I think when their writing has faltered, it's just uh, when they're the times where they're kind of given a blank check that their ideas go wild yeah. and they don't quite rein it in for an audience that, like, okay, if if you watch The Matrix enough times then and like listen to some dissertations on it then you can understand all the grand ideas that are going on in there yeah but when i went in there at like i think age 12 <laughs> to watch the last movie i'm sitting there thinking i don't understand what's happening yeah now of course i didn't have the benefit of anybody's queer theory to help me yeah but i true. think my point stands
1: yeah yeah, it, if anything, yeah, their biggest weakness is when you give them too much money, they get very indulgent.
0: Yeah, I think if the Wachowski sisters are writing a Cyber Six, just make it a thirteen-episode miniseries. Yeah, because then give give your the, the beginning, middle, and end, and say, hey, I'd really like you to follow the premise that the show set forward. Just yeah. just give it, just give your give your touch. Just grace it with your presence, your auras. <laughs> Make all those subtle things a little less subtle, and it's perfect. Yes. Also, speaking of the Wachowski sisters, yeah. Max rymelt That's our Lucas. He played Wolfgang.
1: Oh, yes! Ah. I will say Wolfgang was one of my favorite parts of Sense8.
0: Yeah. Now, I don't think there's anyone we can take from the sensei cast would be a good pick for cyber six
1: yeah that's going to be an unknown or as you said
0: pro wrestler yes <laughs> either someone's going to start up as a pro wrestler and dovetail into playing cyber six or someone starts as playing cyber six and dovetails into being a pro wrestler <laughs> bro just just let the wachowski sisters write a show about wrestling
1: yes i would totally love to see that but yeah, I think that covers at least two seasons of stuff. We could probably get Hammer out a third. I'm not too sure how how long the series would last,
0: but... It's, it's not a show that needs to go for an extended period of time. Yeah.
1: I love superheroes series, but they can overstay their welcome when they haven't figured out what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I think we've reached the end of this. So... Um... Deep in my heart, there's a friendship promo. <laughs> that's that's all I got. <laughs> hey Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe, I watched for a podcast that we do. But, what? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I, I have I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month, the best. Did Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What? Where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? So, Lindsay, where can people find you on the internet?
1: I'm on Twitter at lindsaym476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and that's pronounced Deep in my heart I feel love so alive. From the depths of my soul, I know we will survive. We have to keep the same theme song, too. Oh, yeah. We're not getting a new theme song. No. Too good. Exactly. Uh, In addition, we are also members of the Corner Podcast Network, and they host plenty of other cool shows just like this one. So for more information on those, you can check them out on Twitter at CornerPodNet. Anyways, do contact us additionally. You can also email us at but you first at gmail.com You can send us your comics, critiques, criticisms or your favorite non-binary superhero uh, Here's a hint. It's just CyberSix. She's the only valid one Snowflake <laughs> is cancelled you could even ask to be a guest on this show, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of the entire idea, because we like being surprised. Although I, I will note that if you're going to come on here with a fucking Mega Babies reboot, you better re- pre warn us. Yeah, we need we will need a, a month month's warning to prepare ourselves emotionally to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> And if you would like to support us directly, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash you first, where you can get a bevy of bonuses by supporting us financially, such as a weekly shout-out for all our patrons, like Charlie and Cassidy.
1: Thanks, Charlie and Cassidy.
0: You can also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me I'll try and get us in there. Last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex, aka Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clay, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him. If you'd like music of his own for your own. Lindsay? Tanner? It's kind of a miracle that I managed to become more lucid by the end of this instead of the other way around.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um... So, do you want a hint for next week's episode? Sure! So, what you're going to see are the designs and pictures and stories that music inspired in the media and imaginations of a group of artists.
0: Oh, fuck, yes. <laughs> yes. Da-da-da, da-da-da-da! da 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 Beethoven all the way, baby! And so we'll deal with that next week, unless we reboot you first! I don't know what that was. A
1: good attempt at Tchaikovsky.
0: (laughs) You you know the classic literary trope, Tchaikovsky's gun. (laughs) Anyway. Bye? Bye. Goodbye, it's over. (laughs) Bye.